back. I do hope that things are going well for you and that whatever it is that you are engaging in life right now is fulfilling. Last couple of episodes, we talked about the first of the three lords of materialism, Lord of form and the Lord of speech. And today we are, are going to say a few things about the third one, the Lord of mind. But uh, before doing so, just want to say a few things about what is in common with all three of these uh, metaphors that Chogyam Trimpa Rinpoche left for us. What seems to be common is that goal-oriented uh, chase for uh, most of everything that we do in life, that uh, we uh, go after things uh, because there is some kind of reward. We are going to get something in return. Something is waiting for us that uh, we seek. And that becomes our focus, it becomes uh, the, the bullseye that is ahead, waiting for us to, to whatever, do whatever it, uh, it takes in order to, uh, uh, well, get there, you know, make it ours, convert it into our territory. And Chogim Trumpa Rinpoche, now, describes this chase as uh, that which uh, a donkey does when a carrot is placed in, in front of it. And donkey is carrying a, a load and uh, this carrot is placed in front of him. And as long as that carrot is there within, uh, within almost reach, well then the donkey keeps trotting along. And that pretty much is describing uh, our condition in life. And this seems to be very much the case with the Lord of, of Form, how we engage with the world and um, as we pursue material comfort and uh, we seek various different uh, sources of, of pleasure and we um, attempt to establish lasting uh, security of, of all sorts. And as was mentioned in the, the first podcast of this series, there is nothing that uh, is uh, wrong or inherently negative about uh, the world of, of form, the uh, daily world of our existence and the things that we engage, you know, it's not as if, uh, you know, there's inherently uh, something that is evil with wealth and with our homes and cars. And I mean, that is, you know, this is not coming from that perspective, but it's that neurotic pursuit of that, the chase. So it's that neurotic drive that, uh, compels us to move forward with what we seek and it's the uh, intention and then it's also the what we do with uh, 
once we acquire right, uh, the, the objective, so that uh, if you end up acquiring, well, um, wealth, and that is put to work in order to generate more wealth, and uh, you have some a corporation, and you have workers, and uh, all of a sudden uh, these uh, workers are, are seen as uh, uh, things, as objects that are going to further um, allow you to obtain more power, more wealth, so that uh, you can continue to exponentially, uh, well, increase your uh, your worth, and uh, all of a sudden, right, uh, these workers that are working with you are but uh, means to to an end, and you may start not uh, treating them as uh, well as you probably should, and uh, you start squeezing from them as much as as possible, and and this will most likely provoke some response on the part of your workers and. Maybe they, they begin the process of organizing and creating a union in order to protect uh, their dignity and uh, the uh, rights that they feel they should have as workers, but you see that as a bad thing. You see that as people that are working for you that are just uh, complaining and they're being lazy and they are trying to take advantage of you. They are attempting to, uh, well, uh, exploit you and uh, keep you from reaching the uh, objectives that you want as a business person, as a corporate owner, as an executive. Okay, don't get bent out of shape if you are a business owner and you are a, an executive. Uh, you own a corporation and have workers and you treat them well. This, of course, may not apply to you. That's not the, uh, the point here. The point here is, is something else, isn't it? The point here is um, that exclusive concentration of uh, this objective that we have in mind and uh, it's something that uh, we are going after at all costs because right, that's our baby it's what we're shooting for and uh, everything else is uh, pretty much uh, ignored and is seen as a threat an irritant uh, and inconvenience and you know, <clears throat> this kind of mentality, this kind of thinking, pretty much uh, applies through each one of these three of the lords of materialism that Chögyam Trungpa um, has um, uh, left for us to consider, to examine, to see how they apply to us in, in our own path. And it's pretty much the same tactic with the lord of speech as we attempt to use intellect in order to to capture what is a continually shifting changing world and the uh, attempt on our part to well to um, 
talk about and to describe, to tell stories about what uh, uh, has too many um, interpretations. It's just, uh, it's an infinite number of, of ways that uh, the world that we can engage can be referred to, can be described, and at some point this becomes, uh, well, uh, exhausting and it's, we see the limitations of of it, especially as a tool of control and uh, manipulation. And even here with this very powerful tool of intellect, uh, it's not sufficient to uh, shield us, to protect us uh, from being threatened as a self, as an ego. We suspect that uh, uh, words, concepts are just not powerful enough to to capture what we desire to capture. Um, to uh, use, again, uh, an overuse cliche in this uh, uh, kind of territory. Um, you know, the thought of your mother is not your mother. And we begin to suspect that uh, our concepts, our uh, ideologies are just not sufficient to give us the long-lasting sense of this is who I am kind of satisfaction. Our mother, after all, is uh, someone that is much more complex to be captured by our thoughts about her, our memories about her, the stories that we have inside our heads about her, her warmth and her care and her love, and uh, all else that uh, she represents when we are with her, that we connect with. Well, um, that's just not possible for us to, to box up and uh, retain. And here too we are compelled to seek something else, something more efficient, something that seems to provide us a greater uh, kind of guarantee to our very sense of um, wishing to continue to, to survive somehow. And then we discover the mother of all mother possibilities of being able to uh, survive eternally, forever, by being able to create special states of mind that seem to provide us with the kind of lasting security, guarantee, that we've been seeking all along. And right here we become interested in uh, all kinds of uh, ventures, all kinds of engagements that uh, seem to provide this possibility for us. Union with God, and we can witness that union of ourselves and, uh, and with this Supreme Being. We could uh, perhaps uh, uh, desire to witness our own enlightenment. We seek and use spiritual and psychological disciplines to maintain our sense of self-consciousness, our sense of I exist as a uh, self, as a lasting and persistent uh, conscious self that maintains awareness of uh, itself. And we're willing to do what 
whatever it takes. Uh, we're willing to participate in uh, whatever ritual and whatever uh, discipline and uh, maybe even take drugs and uh, uh, use the power of concentrated uh, prayer and singing and dancing and trances and uh, very focused, concentrated states of meditation and uh, yoga and even psychotherapies. And here there's a profound and deep and very sincere fascination with uh, anything spiritual that seems to guarantee this uh, uh, continuous awareness of, of oneself uh, via uh, conscious states, via mental states that are... And all of these revolve around the, the notion of I have to, to live up to what uh, I, I'd like to be. I desire to live up to the highest sense of who and what I am as a human being, my highest and most elevated and most uh, purest uh, potential that uh, I have, not just as a, a human being, because that's just uh, you know, material stuff, but uh, as a uh, spirit, as a uh, energy, as a uh, persistent form that uh, you know, will not cease to exist. And as we are ruled by this Lord of, of Mind, and we pursue these lofty goals and uh, spiritual objectives, Chogyam Trimpa Rinpoche mentions that uh, we, in essence, have achieved complete egohood, that we have managed to uh, successfully subvert spirituality and we have managed to model it to suit our own objectives. And I can hear my loyal doggy just outside this makeshift podcasting studio telling me to shut the fuck up. So I think this is a good place to stop. Thank you once again. And uh, do subscribe to this channel if you so wish, so that when I share the next episode, you can be notified. Take care of yourselves and uh, hasta la vista. <laughs>